Section 12 of The Blue Poetry Book, edited by Andrew Lang. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Ivry, A Song of the Huguenots Now glory to the Lord of hosts, from whom all glories are, and glory to our sovereign liege, King Henry of Navarre. Now let there be the merry sound of music and of dance, through thy cornfields green and sunny vines, O pleasant land of France. And thou, Rochelle, our own Rochelle, proud city of the waters, again let rapture light the eyes of all thy mourning daughters. As thou wert constant in our ills, be joyous in our joy, for cold and stiff and still are they who wrought thy walls annoy. Hurrah! Hurrah! A single field hath turned the chance of war. Hurrah! Hurrah! For Ivry and Henry of Navarre. Oh, how our hearts were beating when at the dawn of day we saw the army of the League drawn out in long array with all its priest-led citizens and all its rebel peers and Appenzel's stout infantry and Egmont's Flemish spears. There rode the brood of false Lorraine, the curses of our land, and dark Mayenne was in the midst, a truncheon in his hand. And as we looked on them, we thought of Seine's empurpled flood, and good Coligny's hoary hair all dabbled with his blood. And we cried unto the living God, who rules the fate of war, to fight for his own holy name and Henry of Navarre. The king is come to marshal us in all his armor dressed, and he has bound a snow-white plume upon his gallant crest. He looked upon his people, and a tear was in his eye. He looked upon the traitors, and his glance was stern and high. Right graciously he smiled on us, as rolled from wing to wing, down all our line, a deafening shout, "'God save our lord the king!' And if my standard-bearer fall, as fall full well he may, for never saw I promise yet of such a bloody fray, press where ye see my white plume shine amidst the ranks of war, and be your oarflamme to-day the helmet of Navarre. Hurrah! The foes are moving! Hark to the mingled din of fife and steed and trump and drum and roaring culverin! The fiery duke is pricking fast across St. Andre's plain with all the hireling chivalry of Gelders and Almain. Now by the lips of those ye love, fair gentlemen of France, charge for the golden lilies upon them with the lance. A thousand spurs are striking deep, a thousand spears in rest, a thousand knights are pressing close behind the snow-white crest and in they burst, and on they rushed, while like a guiding star amidst the thickest carnage blazed the helmet of Navarre. Now, God be praised, the day is ours. Mayenne hath turned his reign. Dumal hath cried for quarter. The Flemish count is slain. Their ranks are breaking like thin clouds before a Biscay gale. The field is heaped with bleeding steeds and flags and cloven mail. And then we thought on vengeance, and all along our van, Remember St. Bartholomew was passed from man to man. But out spake gentle Henry, 
No Frenchman is my foe. Down, down with every foreigner, but let your brethren go. Oh, was there ever such a night in friendship or in war as our sovereign lord, King Henry, the soldier of Navarre? Right well fought all the Frenchmen who fought for France today, and many a lordly banner God gave them for a prey. But we of the religion have borne us best in fight, and the good lord of Rosny has taken the cornet white. Our own true Maximilian the cornet white hath ta'en, the cornet white with crosses black, the flag of false Lorraine. Up with it high, unfurl it wide, that all the host may know how God hath humbled the proud house which wrought his church such woe. Then on the ground, while trumpets sound their loudest point of war, fling the red shreds a footcloth meet for Henry of Navarre. Ho, maidens of Vienna, ho, matrons of Lucerne, weep, weep, and rend your hair for those who never shall return. Ho, Philip, send for charity thy Mexican pistols, that Antwerp monks may sing a mass for thy poor spearmen's souls. Ho, gallant nobles of the league, look that your arms be bright. Ho, burghers of St. Genevieve, keep watch and ward to-night, for our God hath crushed the tyrant, our God hath raised the slave, and mocked the counsel of the wise and the valor of the brave. Then glory to his holy name, from whom all glories are, and glory to our sovereign Lord, King Henry of Navarre. Lord Macaulay Sir Patrick Spens The king sits in Dunfermline town, drinking the blued red wine. Oh, where will I get a skilly skipper to sell this new ship of mine? Oh, up and spake an elder knight, sat at the king's right knee. Sir Patrick Spence is the best sailor that ever sailed the sea. Our king has written a braid letter and sealed it with his hand, and sent it to Sir Patrick Spence, was walking on the strand. To Norway, to Norway, to Norway o'er the fame, the king's daughter of Norway, tis thou, man, bring her home. The first word that Sir Patrick read, say loud, loud laughed he. The nice word that Sir Patrick read, the tear blinded his eye. Well, was this thing done this deed, and told the king o' me, to send us out at this time of the year to sail upon the sea? Be it wind, be it wheat, be it hail, be it sleet, Our ship must sail the fame, The king's daughter of Norway, tis we must fetch her hame. They hoist their sails on Monday morn, Where the speed they may, And they had landed in Norway upon a Wednesday. They had not been a week, a week in Norway, but tway, When that the lords of Norway began aloud to say, Ye Scottish men spend all our king's gowd, and all our queen's fee. Ye lie, ye lie, ye liars loud, for loud I hear ye lie. For I have brought as much white money as gained my men and me, and I have brought a half full of good red gold on toward the sea with me. Make ready, make ready, my merry men, eh? 
a good ship sails the morn now ever alike my master dear i fear a deadly storm i saw the new moon late yestereen with the old moon in her arm and if we gang to see master i fear we'll come to harm i hadna sailed a league a league a league but barely three when the lift grew dark and the wind blew loud and girly grew the sea the anchors break in the topmast lap it was such a deadly storm and the waves came o'er the broken ship till all her sides were torn oh where will i get a good sailor to take my helm in hand till i get up to the tall topmast to see if i can spy land oh here i am a sailor good to take the helm in hand till ye get up to the tall topmast but i fear you'll ne'er spy land he hadna gain a step a step a step but barely on when a bout flew out of our goodly ship and the salt sea it came in Get fetch a web of the silken cleth another of the twine and wept them into our ship's side and let na the sea come in they fetched a web of the silken cleth another of the twine and they wept them round the good ship's side but still the sea came in o laith laith were our good scots lords to wet their cork-heeled shoon but long ere all the play was played they wot their hats aboon and money was the feather-bed that floated on the fame and money was the good lord's son that never mare came hame the ladies rang their fingers white the maidens tore their hair all for the sake of their true loves for them they'll see na mare long long may the ladies sit with their fans into their hands before they see sir patrick's bands come sailing to the strand and long long may the maidens sit with the good kames in their hair awaiting for their own dear loves for them they'll see na mare o forty miles off aberdour o forty miles off aberdour tis fifty fathoms deep and there lies good sir patrick spens with the scots lords at his feet anonymous la belle dame sans merci ah what can ail thee wretched white alone and palely loitering the sedge is withered from the lake and no birds sing ah what can ail thee wretched white so haggard and so woe-begone the squirrel's granary is full and the harvest's done i see a lily on thy brow with anguish moist and fever dew and on thy cheek a fading rose fast withereth too i met a lady in the meads full beautiful a fairy's child her hair was long her foot was light and her eyes were wild I set her on my pacing steed, and nothing else saw all day long, for sideways would she lean and sing a fairy song. I made a garland for her head, and bracelets too, and fragrant zone. She looked at me as she did love, and made sweet moan. She found me roots of relish sweet, and honey wild and manna dew, and sure in language strange, she said, I love thee true she took me to her elfin grot and there she gazed and sighed deep and there i shut her wild sad eyes 
so kissed to sleep and there we slumbered on the moss and there i dreamed ah woe betide the latest dream i ever dreamed on the cold hillside i saw pale kings and princes too pale warriors death-pale were they all who cried la belle dame sa merci hath thee in thrall i saw their starved lips in the gloom with horrid warning gaped wide and i awoke and found me here on the cold hillside and this is why i sojourn here alone and palely loitering though the sedge is withered from the lake and no birds sing john keats the child and the snake henry was every morning fed with a full mess of milk and bread one day the boy his breakfast took and ate it by a purling brook which through his mother's orchard ran from that time ever when he can escape his mother's eye he there takes his food in the open air finding the child delight to eat abroad and make the grass his seat his mother lets him have his way with free leave henry every day thither repairs until she heard him talking of a fine gray bird this pretty bird he said indeed came every day with him to feed and it loved him and loved his milk and it was smooth and soft like silk his mother thought she'd go and see what sort of bird the same might be so the next morn she follows harry and carefully she sees him carry through the long grass his heaped-up mess what was her terror and distress when she saw the infant take his bread and milk close to a snake upon the grass he spreads his feast and sits down by his frightful guest who had waited for the treat and now they both began to eat fond mother shriek not oh beware the least small noise oh have a care the least small noise that may be made the wily snake will be afraid if he hear the lightest sound he will inflict the envenomed wound she speaks not moves not scarce does breathe as she stands the trees beneath no sound she utters and she soon sees the child lift up his spoon and tap the snake upon the head fearless of harm and then he said as speaking to familiar mate keep on your own side do gray pate the snake then to the other side as one rebuked seems to glide and now again advancing nigh again she hears the infant cry tapping the snake keep further do mind gray pate what i say to you the danger's o'er she sees the boy oh what a change from fear to joy rise and bid the snake good-bye says he our breakfast's done and i will come again to-morrow day then lightly tripping ran away by mary lamb tom bowling here a sheer hulk lies poor tom bowling the darling of our crew no more he'll hear the tempest howling for death has broached him too his form was of the manliest beauty his heart was kind and soft faithful below he did his duty but now he's gone aloft tom never from his word departed his virtues were so rare his friends were many and true-hearted his pole was kind and fair and then he'd sing so blithe and jolly ah oh, many's the time and oft but mirth is turned to melancholy for tom is gone aloft 
yet shall poor tom find pleasant weather when he who all commands shall give to call life's crew together the word to pipe all hands thus death who kings and tars dispatches in vain tom's life has doffed for though his body's under hatches his soul has gone aloft charles dipton the kitten and falling leaves that way look by infant low what a pretty baby show see the kitten on the wall sporting with the leaves that fall withered leaves one two and three from the lofty elder tree through the calm and frosty air of this morning bright and fair eddying round and round they sink softly slowly one might think from the motions that are made every little leaf conveyed sylph or fairy hither tending to this lower world descending each invisible and mute in his wavering parachute but the kitten how she starts crouches stretches paws and darts first at one and then its fellow just as light and just as yellow there are many now now one now they stop and there are none what intenseness of desire in her upward eye of fire with a tiger leap halfway now she meets the coming prey lets it go as fast and then has it in her power again now she works with three or four like an ending conjurer quick as he in feats of art far beyond in joy of heart were her antics played in the eye of a thousand standers by clapping hands with shout and stare what would little tabby care for the plaudits of the crowd over happy to be proud over wealthy in the treasure of her own exceeding pleasure tis a pretty baby treat nor i deem for me unmeet here for neither babe nor me other playmate can i see of the countless living things that with stir of feet and wings in the sun or under shade upon bough or grassy blade and with busy revellings chirp and song and murmurings made this orchard's narrow space and this vale so blithe a place multitudes are swept away never more to breathe the day some are sleeping some in bands travelled into distant lands others slunk to moor and wood far from the human neighbourhood and among the kinds that keep with us closer fellowship with us openly abide all have laid their mirth aside where is he that giddy sprite blue cap with his colours bright who was blessed as bird could be feeding in the apple tree made such wanton spoil and rout turning blossoms inside out hung head pointing towards the ground fluttered perched into a round bound himself and then unbound lithest gaudiest harlequin prettiest tumbler ever seen light of heart and light of limb what is now become of him lambs that through the mountains went frisking bleating merriment when the year was in its prime they are sobered by this time if you look to vale or hill if you listen all is still save a little neighbouring rill that from out the rocky ground strikes a solitary sound vainly glitter hill and plain and the air is calm in vain vainly morning spreads the lure of a sky serene and pure creature none can she decoy into open sign of joy is it that they have a fear of the dreary season near 
or that other pleasures be sweeter even than gaiety yet whate'er enjoyments dwell in the impenetrable cell of the silent heart which nature furnishes to every creature whatsoe'er we feel and know too sedate for outward show such a light of gladness breaks pretty kitten from thy freak spreads with such a living grace o'er my little dora's face yes the sight so stirs and charms thee baby laughing in my arms that almost i could repine that your transports are not mine that i do not wholly fare even as ye do thoughtless pair and i will have my careless season spite of melancholy reason will walk through life in such a way that when time brings on decay now and then i may possess hours of perfect gladsomeness pleased by any random toy by kitten's busy joy or an infant's laughing eye sharing in the ecstasy i would fare like that or this find my wisdom in my bliss keep the sprightly soul awake and have faculties to take even from things by sorrow wrought matter for a jocund thought spite of care and spite of grief to gamble with life's falling leaf william wordsworth the pilgrim who would true valor see let him come hither one here will constant be come wind come weather there's no discouragement shall make him once relent his first avowed intent to be a pilgrim whoso beset him round with dismal stories do but themselves confound his strength the more is no lion can him fright he'll with a giant fight but he will have a right to be a pilgrim nor enemy nor fiend can daunt his spirit he knows he at the end shall life inherit then fancies fly away he'll not fear what men say he'll labor night and day to be a pilgrim john bunyan the solitude of alexander selkirk i am monarch of all i survey my right there is none to dispute from the centre all round to the sea i am lord of the fowl and the brute o oh, solitude where are the charms that sages have seen in thy face better dwell in the midst of alarms than reign in this horrible place i am out of humanity's reach i must finish my journey alone never hear the sweet music of speech i start at the sound of my own the beasts that roam over the plain my form with indifference see they are so unacquainted with man their tameness is shocking to me society friendship and love divinely bestowed upon man oh had i the wings of a dove how soon i would taste you again my sorrows i then might assuage in the ways of religion and truth might learn from the wisdom of age and be cheered by the sallies of youth ye winds that have made me your sport convey to this desolate shore some cordial endearing report of a land i shall visit no more my friends do they now and then send a wish or a thought after me oh tell me i yet have a friend though a friend i am never to see how fleet is a glance of the mind compared with the speed of its flight the tempest itself lags behind and the swift-winged arrows of light 
When I think of my own native land, in a moment I seem to be there. But alas, recollection at hand soon hurries me back to despair. But the sea-fowl is gone to her nest. The beast is laid down in his lair. Even here is a season of rest, and I to my cabin repair. There's mercy in every place, and mercy encouraging thought gives even affliction a grace and reconciles man to his lot. By William Cowper End of section 12 of The Blue Poetry Book Edited by Andrew Lang